Hey, it's the intermission. My name is T. Christie, and as always, I'm joined by Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. And by Michael Dorkman Scott. <laughs> Hi. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. Okay. It's not I always totally always. I was going to belch it's, for a second. Yeah, I know. Oh, I just totally was about to. <laughs> we just ate. That would be a, a highly improper thing to have happen and might taint people's opinions of you. Wow, nice. there it was. Nah, right. good. That one you weren't even trying. Oh, the timing was fine. I yeah. mean, the actual purpose. And speaking you, of the bake we'll, off. We'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Using that food analogy. So this week, we're going to be talking about Trey's experiences this year at the 2012 Oscar Visual Effects Bake Off, which, if you what don't know that what that take? is, we're going to talk about that here in a second. I could define it, but Trey was there. And has been for the last, like, what? 12 years. 12 years he's been going to the Bake Off. Somehow we've gotten him on the show. He's just been sitting there for 12 years. 12 or 13 (laughs) years. The first one I went to was 99. So this would, I don't know. Trey, as someone who's never heard anything about this, what's the Bake Off? Yeah, well, the Bake Off is this. Um, Every year, and every year we have this thing called the Oscars, uh, in which all these different branches of lost me. Okay, it's a gold statue, um, and people think it's important. Um, (laughs) And every branch of the Academy is uh, made up by people uh, who practice that craft. So the cinematographer branch of the Academy is full of cinematographers, and the directing branch is directors, and the acting branch is actors, and so on. Visual effects branch is made up of visual effects artists. Um, The actual nominations for all the Oscar categories are actually made by people who do that for a living, Professionally. So cinematographers are the ones who pick the cinematography nominations and the directors are picks the directors and the visual effects people pick the visual effects people. Um, the entire Academy, regardless of their specialty, votes on the winners from those nominees, which is why you don't necessarily see justice in the winners. And that's why they say it's an honor to be nominated, because your own peers who do the same work you do said you deserve a nomination. So not every branch calls it that, but the visual effects branch calls the presentation where they have the short list of almost all the nominees. and They're going to pick the final list of nominees. They call it the Bake Off as a, as a kind of an in-joke. A couple of other ca- uh, categories not call it that as well, but uh, not all of them. Some are more serious about it. Um, I, don't think, I don't think the directors call it the Bake Off, for example. But uh, the Visual Effects Bake Off is a uh, is a uh, it's an official meeting of Academy members of the Visual Effects branch, in which they show reels of the movies that are on the short list to possibly be nominees. The people who will be the actual named nominees are there to uh, to present the reel and to answer questions afterwards in a very tightly timed uh, system, if they're available to come, and usually they are. And uh, and then that very minute, uh, everyone sits down with their Price Waterhouse ballots. They pick in a preferential balloting system which films that are presented should be the final nominees for the Oscars. They hand those ballots to the Price Waterhouse people on the way out the door and uh, the Oscars are announced mere days later. Which, as we're recording this, is mere days from now. It's They're going to be announcing them at 5 in the morning, two days from now, Tuesday morning. Which means that all this discussion of who might get nominated and who we think will get nominated, you listening to this will already know. <laughs> because it will have been announced. So, uh, we're gonna the show comes out Wednesday. That's so right. The show will air on Wednesday. So we're going to disclaim up front going, this is our take, and you can score us on how well we did or didn't do collectively or as a group, uh, you know, individually, about what should have been nominated, what would have been nominated, and what was nominated, because you'll already know as you're listening to this. So anyway, I've been going to this Bake Off event because you don't have to be an Academy member. Uh, you get a guaranteed seat if you're an Academy member, but you can just be a regular person off the street. And if there's seats available, you can just walk in and sit down. And, now, uh, you are not an Academy show. member. I am not an Academy member. Are there Academy members that get in just because of their visual effects status? Like, can That's, you get into the Academy by being Mr. Hoity Toity VFX guy? You get in by being 
nominated for an Oscar, you're automatically in. If you become a nominee, that automatically gives you status. If not, then you get in by having, I think it's three Academy members nominate you for membership because of your qualifications. Gotcha. And then, cool. All right. So, this year... At the Bake Off, which I'm assuming takes place in some sort of a nice theater. It takes place at the Samuel Goldwyn Theater, the the, the ritzy uh, Academy Theater, what we call the Academy Theater on, on Wilshire Boulevard. Thanks. One of the nicest theaters there is. Now, it's really nice. Was this, uh, aside from... It's got the, big Oscars on the other side of the stage. Everybody who knows what we're talking about right now already is waiting for us to tell a particular story. Uh, <laughs> aside from that, yeah. was this your average one-of-the-mill... <laughs> Filing uh, well, in, having a seat, kind of. It off. was it was a little different in a lot of ways because last year the rules changed because up until last year, 2011, there were only three finalists. There were only three actual nominees in visual effects. Last year they raised that to five. Now, as of last year, there were five. But last year they did not change the number of shortlist potential nominees. Last year it was still seven. So for decades it was seven potential nominees, three final nominees. And last year it was who two sucks. Yeah, literally. Yeah, last year the whole dynamic was different because out of seven, three would get picked and you kind of go, well, that's not so bad. Last year, for the one and only time, there were two who just weren't quite good enough is the way that felt. And the two were, uh, not surprisingly, Scott Pilgrim and stunningly Tron. Um, and I still you know, have no opinion on the movie because I've still never seen it, but I still cannot believe that Tron did not make that cut last year, but it didn't. Um, I guess Clue was just that bad. Yeah, Clue broke it, I would yeah, say. Yeah, they, they put too much emphasis on Clue. This year, one of the things that happened that has changed and does change the whole dynamic of it is this year, because there are now five nominees, ultimately, they've expanded the field to ten potential nominees up from seven. As a result of that, they have cut the length of the reels you present from 15 minutes down to 10, so we get out of there before 2 in the morning. So there, this year, it's a very different kind of horse race because there are three more potential nominees, and everyone loses five minutes off their reel. Um, now, I remember going to the Bake Off 13 years ago where some reels weren't even 15 minutes long because there weren't 15 minutes of effects to show. That's long since changed. Now it's literally a case of, I mean, you know, last year's... With Avatar's effects real. It's like, uh, where do we start? You know, the, the whole movie is an effect shot, so which 15 minutes do we show? Um, that's, that's generally the problem with most movies, is, is having too much material. And now that they have 30% less time to showcase their stuff, um, I have to say it made the evening move much quicker. It, it felt like things were much snappier this way. Moved right along. It was, uh, didn't feel like a long evening at all. It's, uh, usually it feels like a real, a real slog. But... Uh, well, they always have been that. that that's always, and they, they still, they didn't mention him by name, but they referred to the famous, the year before I started going to the Bake Off was the famous Jim Cameron incident. Um, so what were the 10, there was 10 on the- Have l- my, is l- my list. We call it, okay, so it's the short list, and out of the short list you get the nominees, and yes. out of the nominees you get the winner. Yes. So the short list this year was what? The short list um, is, uh, the 10 potential contenders were Hugo, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, The Tree of Life- Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. This is the first year we had to turn the paper over. I was like, oh, there's more on the backside. X-Men First Class, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Real Steel, and Captain America the First Avenger. That's the list. Uh, Out of that, there will be five nominees announced Tuesday morning. Can I see the list real quick? Yeah. This is fancy paper, too. It's yellow. So are we going to make always... our predictions now? Well, we, it... we'll go through the list. Yeah, we'll go, I think we'll go through the I list think and talk about discuss. What, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say what happened in the, in the bake-off, but then we can talk about the movie itself. Okay. Well, before you even do that, I want to make a guess, because I, I might be tainted by what you say about how the experience went. Of these, like, there's no major, major standouts. Like, this is the year Avatar came out or something. Oh, Planet of the Apes is a lot. I go, I go, I go Planet of the Apes. It's yeah. a standout. If not... 
if not Deathly Hallows. Uh, I bet Deathly Hallows. Deathly Hallows has the has the has, the, yeah. has Deathly Hallows has the has the history the, and the yeah. politics. Has, and, well, and, it's, and, it's and unfortunately, the but then there's the other story. The, we'll the Lord of the Rings syndrome. Which exactly, is, Lord yeah. of the Rings. And, and, yeah, is, we'll talk about the sad history of Harry Potter and the Oscars uh, for the yeah. past. Because I've been you know, pretty much Harry Potter's been at the big up for the ten years I've been going. There's another Harry Potter film. Those poor bastards who never even get a nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, for, but uh, now the other thing that's interesting, and this does play into it, is <laughs> according to the rules, four people can be nominated to be the actual recipients of the award. And we all worked for the. Well, a lot of these little boutique effects houses where, again, this is a thing where the industry has changed much faster than the rules of the Academy have changed, where it's like, well, how do you pick who those four people are when, you know, in an era when a big movie will come out might have been done by 11 effects houses. So, producer, producer, supervisor. You know who it is. Well, the, the visual effects supervisor, if the film has one, uh, if it has more than one, then I guess they're all eligible. But the visual effects supervisor, whoever is named the visual effects supervisor is automatically one of the four names. But the rest of the three, the three names are entirely at the discretion of the basically the production company, uh, the movie company. And it gets sometimes really political about, uh, you know, well, a lot of people did a lot of work and a lot of companies and a lot of different people contributed. And what was more important? Was this more important than that? Um, who those other three can sometimes get a little, you know, can be some hurt feelings on who gets who gets named. Um, and then those all those people, assuming they're in town um, at the time and many, many people will fly around the world to be in town for the Bake Off. They go up on stage in person, and that's part of it is, you know, looking at those four people and going, those those people represent our industry. Do we do we want them on tuxes in wearing tuxes on the stage of the Academy? It's like that's how you know. For example, John Gaeta almost lost the, the Oscar nomination for The Matrix by being such a scuzzball. So did he come up and just be? He was a rambling lunatic in his presentation, and everyone went, "Wow, that's fuck, the same really? guy that said he invented." Time, yeah, right? yeah, and it ultimately he did win, and ultimately gave one of the weirdest Academy acceptance speeches in, in Academy history. And I went, yeah, well, what the hell? Um, so the presentation, you can kind of some people say you can lose it in the presentation because in the end, you are also saying you are the person who is deserving of an Oscar for having done the work or not. So sometimes that gets a little interesting. Anyway, uh, we'll just do it in uh, order, which they choose at random. The first movie up was Hugo, which I have not seen. Anyone seen Hugo? I saw Hugo. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, face value. Okay. What do you think? Face value. It there. Uh, I I can see that there was a lot of effects work. Um, there was nothing. From the trailers. It sounds like it just be mostly set extension stuff it, yeah. and, cool, and cool transitions. That's what yeah. I would say. That's that 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 would be my impression. There weren't a lot of uh, so uh, any like real standouts material. No, and I'm sure I'm sure they they made the case. I mean, it, they shot stereo, so I'm sure there was a lot of complex mm-hmm. stuff that they had to do to shoot stereo. There were a lot of long tracking Scorsese shots, so yeah. I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. But um, as far as it goes, I don't I don't see putting up Hugo, especially not for. Uh, you know, after the nominees for the people to vote for it, I don't see putting up Hugo and people going, "Oh yeah, I totally get why that's a big deal." Well, it's like when you think of a movie, if you, okay, which we get the nominee. It's like think about Hugo. Think, is there any moments in your head that really stands out? And go, that was a great moment of effects there. Like that moment pops out for me for Rise of the Planet of the Apes, yeah. and that you know Transformers. Obviously, those you know there are clear moments that go, "Wow, holy crap." But I can't think. No moment from Hugo really pops out yeah. for me in, how in was, terms of effects. How was the real? The real was well. I had never seen the movie, so it was all <coughs> new stuff to me. It's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff. It's very yeah. beautiful, stylized period piece. I love. I love period pieces. The presentation uh, by Rob Legato, who of course is a big name, so mm-hmm. he carries a little weight. Um, the presentation, Rob Legato. Uh, 
said, and this is, this is one of the weird things about the rules has always been the case, is you can't show before and after. You literally only show finished shots that appear in the movie. So it's, made the, it's gotten so much harder over the past decade because you literally have to go, see that shot? That's not the shot. Yeah. That didn't happen. We did that. Before and, and after would probably make, yeah. make Hugo stuff much more impressive. Exactly. Some movies, some movies really need that to, to do it, but the rules don't, they don't allow it. So, um, so Rob Legato uh, uh, took great pains to point out that the movie, uh, in, in, according to him, is much more virtual than you even think it is. <laughs> that a lot of it is a lot of you know completely virtual green screen. There wasn't a damn thing there. The actors were just in front of a green screen more his, often than you think. His running gag during his presentation was there was no train. Yeah. I, I went to the set and there was no train. Yeah, Where's he, my train? He said. He said. They said it's a movie about a train, and I went to the set and there wasn't one. <laughs> and that, and that uh, you know, set of set up. That's what you're in for on this one, Rob. That's so how it goes. We're making a train. Got it. Among I'm, other I'm, I'm up to speed. Up to speed. I got you. I'm just, guessing it needs a station and shit too. I, th- yeah. I thought there'd be a, <laughs> yeah. you know train accoutrement. I thought that'd be there. Yeah. Never mind. He, t- he did tell an anecdote about how um, there was one specific little sequence where they actually got a train. And, and put it in the set, but the train didn't move. And it was about the train moving, and now he had to do a whole thing to make the train move and all that sort of thing. So, um, Next my, is Planet of the Apes, right? No, well, let's just, we'll wrap this one up. My take on Hugo is, yeah, good work, but I just didn't feel like the, you know, oh, slam dunk, my God, Ooh, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's another curious thing about what's so fascinating about going to the Bake Off is you can kind of get, just like you can <laughs> in watching anything with an audience, you kind of feel a vibe among the audience, like, mm, you can kind of feel the love or the not love You're or whatever. about that on Scott Pilgrim, where it's like, yeah. these are a bunch of old dudes watching yeah. flashing lights and it's kind you of could, annoying. You could feel, the, last year, you could feel them hating Scott Pilgrim's reel. You could feel them hating it, because I was feeling it too, because I hated Scott Pilgrim's reel. And I was like, oh my God. You know, and you could just you could just feel that. And the other issue, um, and it's, it's less of an issue now than it used to be, but... Um, uh, one of the great telltales is if you don't get any questions after, you have five minutes, three minutes for, for questions after. If no one, like, has a question, um, either you're a lock or you're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's, it's, you know, it's either or. And that combined with the, with the vibe, you probably know which one it is. If, if you just don't feel like a, yeah, yeah, applause, nice reel, and then, no all right, end questions. And you, just, you trudge up there, and you're standing there looking at you know, your entire peer group and... Uh, any questions? And none of them are making eye contact. And none of them you. have any questions to ask you about anything you did. And you flew around the world to, to stand on that stage for that three minutes. Um, you you kind of get the vibe. Now, this is, an, this is a related question, but it's unrelated in terms of how much interest there will be. But how does... The, the selection for who gets to ask questions work. Is it just when we had we had a beautiful train wreck of that this year that I've never <laughs> seen before either. Um, they make a statement up front. They have they have um, ushers wandering the aisles with wireless mics, and you raise your hand and they hand them. But they make it very explicitly clear at the <laughs> beginning that only Academy members, for obvious reasons, are allowed to ask questions. That if you're just a, a, a bystander, you're not allowed to. Uh, one got through the cracks this year. And a fanboy got to ask you a question, and it was uh, he was sitting in my row too, and I was oh. like, "Oh fuck, oh god!" What was the movie? Which movie? Harry yeah. Potter, right? Uh, Transformers of all oh. things. Oh, do you yeah. recall what the nature of the question was? Of course I do, and we're getting there. <laughs> oh, um, okay, we'll get there with Transformers, I guess. Oh my god, it was the saddest thing. And everyone, you, the people on stage, are kind of like, "You're not in the industry," and he may well be in the industry, but he's, he's he was very young, and uh, you know, I just don't think he knew better yet uh, that uh, you don't geek out at the fucking Bake Off, you noob. <laughs> Jesus, it was sad. But anyway, to 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 wrap it up, um, uh, Hugo, I'm I'm gonna say, hey, beautiful work, lovely movie. I'm sure. I'm not I'm not feeling the love. I'm not feeling the love on Hugo. Next up was Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Scott Farrar, Scott Benza, Matthew Butler, and John Fraser. And John Fraser is a physical effects guy, which right there is a point in Transformers' favor, because 
the Academy still to this day, and rightly so, I think, wants to see not just digital, just right. like they used to not want to see just optical. That's why, what was that movie like 15 years ago? Um, Pleasantville. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Pleasantville get an Oscar? Because it was one effect over and over again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quality, not quantity. Um, that's why it didn't get an Oscar. It was beautiful work. It was a beautiful film. But visual effects Oscar, they want to see physical effects, too, because that's included. Those, that's, that's what recognizes. They want to see the cornucopia of your effects. Exactly. And boy, said expansively know, Transformers, and Transformers always delivers the full oh, yeah. package. And John Fraser is one of the, you know, whenever John Fraser shows up on stage, you know something big blew up or got flooded or fell over um, because that's what <laughs> he does. And, um, and I have to say, uh, mm, oh, God, I, mm, I kind of want to see Transformers now. Because <laughs> fuck. That real fuck. Yes. Wow. I still need to see it. I'm gonna. I'm. I was planning to see it like next week, probably. I was There's some. Sh- I just. Some I'm watching. That was. A, that was. I mean. I'm okay. It's. I'm sure it's a dumber than a bag of hammers movie, but that was some jaw dropping shit on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And and I was like, wow. And and one of the things is, and it's anyone we actually have a viewing party? Has yeah. anyone actually seen it? Brian, yes. have you seen it? Yeah. I, I, was I was gonna, gonna say we haven't seen yeah. it. One of the things that they pointed out, which was, it's it kind of a moment sometimes in the Q and A. Where you can kind of tell, you know, the audience thinking, "Good answer, <laughs> check." You know, <laughs> like boom, you, that was the correct answer. And it was uh, John Fraser uh, talked about. There's a scene where you know this is a movie where literally the Transformers are fighting each other with skyscrapers, where they're just like knocking skyscrapers at each other. So it's like Cloverfield okay. times a million. Is this the the, the scene tilty, with the, the tilty, tilty, tilty scene? Yeah. It's an amazing sequence. They actually have this football field sized yeah. sideways skyscraper, and the actors and stunt people are sliding down it yeah. like it's a fun slide, and all that shit's yep. you know practical with digital enhancement. And it's like, oh, well, boom, that's the Oscar nomination for you. Um, and then also fun fact, I mentioned that I guess is it called the Colossus. Um, it's this the big boring and not I don't mean boring by dull I mean boring by bores into things it's this big rotating sandworm crazy ass thing okay. that comes out you see a lot of that in the trailer yeah, yeah. Is, is it the one that eats our sand from the yeah. joke trailer yeah. it's this, it's this giant it's this giant circular swirling bag of knives it's this insane yeah. thing that eats skyscrapers and yeah. it's like a big snake yeah. at the end of the trailer you see it taking down a skyscraper exactly so, that's, yeah. they called it I think they called it the Colossus they said uh, by the way and this is always another you know that's always a, a good a good point to bring up Colossus now holds the record as the most complicated ILM object ever ever mm, created exciting uh, which, which Poseidon was devastating years ago was Poseidon yeah. uh, they mentioned Poseidon when Poseidon was up there. prior to that it was the Titanic from DD mm. It was an IM, but but uh, but yeah, Colossus is even, and looking at it on the big screen, like yeah, good lord. <laughs> so <laughs> on the uh, on the subject of real quick that it's, oh, I just again I had some notes. Um, some some Colossus shots took 122 hours per frame to render. Whoa! At ILM. What? At ILM. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, when you say when you hear things like that, where 24 hours of frame or something like that, that's a little deceptive because it's not one computer turning out a frame and then yeah. two that's, weeks later another frame. Well, there's 200 computers and they all took. Four days to do one frame. Well, but if you have two hundred of them, you get a two hundred right. Frame shot. Well, they did well, back uh, in in Transformers two uh, with with Devastator, who yeah. was probably the the previous uh, record holder. But uh, uh, with Transformers two, they they did the math and they were like, yeah, for for people who are like, oh, home computers are going to take over. It's like uh, if you wanted to render. Transformers 2 on a home computer, you would have had to start 50,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have lots of computers. And the final thing is, uh, just, to, just to be fair, um, because, of course, everyone, everyone is up for this thing. It's not just ILM. It's, uh, ILM did 600 shots for the movie, but DD did 400. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Michael Bay owns DD yeah. still, correct? And lots, yeah. of other, and lots of other companies did shots yeah. as well. That's just the nature of the beast. But 
I um, have a, an interesting anecdote, not much of one. I, I don't want to go too into it, but I, 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 I had occasion to see the dailies all the way through of that sequence with the building yeah. where it's just a big ass gimbal. Right. And aside from all the fun anecdotes about what it's like to hear what Michael Bay is saying off camera to actors between in, 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 in tween take banter kind of stuff. You sucked. That actual sequence uh, was fascinating to watch the dailies of because yeah, the thing goes up and then all the desks and all the chairs and all the people and all the paper all and then you just kind of see it go back to one. back down and then like 25,000 little worker bees come in just uh are we good good yeah good and it was fucking insane and like, that's that is why i never ever want to work in the art department yeah dude oh so cool and they really fucking did that like i haven't seen the movie still but you're watching that sequence and you're like, Jesus Christ, that's crazy. Entire floor of an office building. Yeah. Yeah. Having yeah. having not seen the movie, I don't even uh, know honestly, how you build that rig. Just based on the trailer, I'm like, yeah. that's a luck. <laughs> and then they point they pointed out they they, they said you know got to do full disclosure. Those guys in those flying wingsuits are just guys in flying wingsuits. They're not really in effect. That's real shit. Um, yeah, the squirrel suits. Yeah, yeah those, those guys crazy. that like jump off of the thing in what is it, Hungary or Sweden <laughs> or something, and just kind of half fly down the cliff. Yeah, yeah, it, and and it's like. Is Transformers was it was shown in 3D. By the way, three of the movies were shown in 3D. We had to do the glasses. Hugo was in 3D. Transformers was in 3D as well. And yeah, those those flying squirrel shots, aerial flying squirrel shots, shot in 3D. I'm just going, my God. I mean, <laughs> what kind of insane person do you have? to that be? That means there was a guy with a 3D rig on a squirrel suit behind me. I yeah. think I think Transformers was at least partially converted. But um, oh, look I, at you I, looking down your nose at your job. I'm just yeah. saying. That, and that sequence, if any sequence was, I yeah. would bet that, that would have been. I'm saying, been. I'm saying that would have been. I gotta have two easier. cameras on my head. Oh, okay, I see your point. I thought you were just like. <laughs> no, I'm saying it would have been easier to shoot yeah. than trying to get a 3D. I don't think it was this one, but I, it was one where someone someone fucking... <laughs> someone did specifically talk about shooting something almost entirely native, but not entirely native. Uh, Seth is saying it's Hugo with the. That was Hugo. Yeah, Hugo was mostly native, but sometimes just for the nature of the shot, they couldn't. Yeah, if you had a. Yeah, this isn't the same thing as if you drop a penny in a bowling ball, which falls faster. If you had a guy in a wingsuit with a fucking like 115-pound 3D camera rig, he would be pushed down more. He would, <laughs> he would, have, he would succumb less to, to the to air, the resistance, lift, yeah. Yeah. air resistance. Yeah. So you could, yeah, it, it's got to be fucking, I want to see this movie now, just based yeah. on those two sequences. It's crazy. It's a crazy movie. And I, I so, you know, there's 10. Uh, I'm giving Transformers the check. I'm, yeah. s- I'm saying yeah. if I was a voter... Doesn't we're not voting on the movie. Yeah. We're voting on the effects and the effects department and all their overall work. And I gotta go, mm, guys. As they always do. You right? nailed that one. It's the same guys <laughs> on half of those movies. Who are you gonna give a high five? Yeah. yeah. So I, I give one. I I'm going. Is my bet. You know, and that the, you listeners, you already involved. know, but I bet Transformers is one of the yeah. one of the. Oh, movies. Yeah. I'm gonna go with that too. Sure. Definitely. What was next? Yeah, likewise. Next was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh yep. wait, Woo! you didn't you didn't say your anecdote for Transformers, the geek out moment. Oh, 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 okay. Um, there's a shot in the well reel. remembered. Thank you. Yeah, there's a shot in the reel um, that was, uh, again, if you saw the movie, it'd probably be pretty memorable because it was like, one of those classic sort of Michael Bay. I can't believe, Jesus Christ, Michael Bay, you insane lunatic. Um, it's a shot where uh, Shia is in Bumblebee and Bumblebee is in car mode. And there's a chase, you know, they're destroying another freeway, chasing robots and everything like that. And and there's some obstacle in the road. There's an exploding, you know, elephant or whatever it is in front of them. <laughs> and uh, And in one shot... Yeah. One continuous long shot. You know the yeah. one I'm talking about. I've seen it in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. it's in the trailer where Bumblebee flips into Bumblebee mode, throws Shia in the air. Yeah. He remains in frame going, whoa, 
Whoa, as he flies over all the exploding wreckage. And, and Bumblebee is like sort of, you know, guiding him across and jumping over all the flying debris. Then he grabs Shia, folds back into a car, and goes, continues down the road as a car all in one shot. Yeah, you bring that to me and I say, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not going to do that shot. Yeah. ILM says, really? Okay. Um, <laughs> That'll be $140,000 for this one shot. It, it, was, it was that shot the guy was specifically referencing, wasn't it? it anyway, so... The, it's a different shot, but... It's a different shot, but anyway, it's a similar a concept. Where he, anyway, so um, right, he's, he was sitting three, three uh, seats down for me in my aisle, so I really had to go, I'm not with him. Um, but uh, he raised his hand, even though they had said, if you're not a voting member, um, and he wasn't in the roped-off section, and there was, so it was also the fault of the usher who passed him a mic. But he picked up the mic, and, you know... Half the time the questions are coming, the real questions are coming from people that you know, you know, like Rob Legato. I was like, hey, Bob, what's your question? You know, they've known each other for 30 years. This guy just, the first syllable out of his mouth was like, oh, shit, fanboy. He was like, yeah, um, so anyway, great work, by the way. Uh, really awesome. Anyway, <laughs> first of all, the question took longer than three minutes to even get out, it felt like. But his question was, I heard that you um, used a, uh, actually used an, a shot from the island. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> His actual question was, yeah. whose decision, whose decision was, was, it was from, that? Was it from Michael or did you guys? Oh, God damn what, it. what were you guys yeah. thinking when you did that? Yeah. And it's like, oh. Thank you, you oh, Joe no. from Dread Central. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, and, and, and the guys, all four guys on stage kind of laughed and looked at each other like, <laughs> yeah, so we get the one. Great. You know, um, yeah. But uh, but they said that. But they said but the the, the punchline, if there is one, is it's true. They said, yeah. Michael said, "There's a shot from the island. We should just use that one. Uh, no one's no one remembers that movie, so we'll just use that shot again." Next question. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's a movie. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah, it was really. He was just. Oh. You know, I, I got a good look yeah. at him. A young, I got a good look at him. Yeah, I could pick him out of a lineup. <laughs> I can't wait for the job interview. Yeah. He walks in the door. Uh, it's like a buddy of mine, or not a buddy of mine, but an acquaintance. His first day at DD, he he crashed the farm. Oh yeah! Through stupidity, not through accident. Uh-huh. Like just his way of saying, just hi, his way of I'm saying, here. "Hi, I'm here now." It's like, oh, oh, I just want, well, I just wanted everyone to know my name right away because I hate that period when no one knows who you are. Yeah. So I just want to cut right through that. Okay, hopefully uh, that you're not someone who listens to us. <laughs> hopefully you are. Yeah. Or that, yeah. <laughs> so you, you know your shame. If you ask that question, we're don't bring that up when you register for the board. We're yeah. about education. Trust me, it's like, it's like just as 12 years later, they still talk about how they've epoxied the light bulb in because Jim Cameron unscrewed it so he could go on with his presentation. Next year, they're going to more explicitly tell yeah. <laughs> the ushers to make sure who they're handing the microphone. You are now enshrined in Academy memory. <laughs> so you've got that going for you. Uh, next up, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Shall yeah. we just give it a check mark yes. as yeah. written? Consider it so. as read. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd seen it. I rented it recently to finally see what all the fuss is about. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> not uh, uh, as, as the fella kind of pointed out. Again, it's kind of a weird little mark of pride, but of all the uh, 10 entries, it was the one that was shot on film. He made a point of pointing uh, that uh. out. <laughs> yeah, he made a point of saying that. Um, and he also made a very specific point about how sure Andy Serkis, nice guy, very talented, but there were a lot of animators who did a lot of work. And you know, what else would you expect him to say? Mm. Um, and rightly so, because you know, good, good for him. The end result of the end result of uh, you know that conversation is I don't think Caesar should be best actor, and I think it absolutely is a spectacular visual effect, and rightly so. So it absolutely should be in the nomination for for this one. And uh, you know, I think it's I think it's a given. I think it's there was there really wasn't a lot of 
other examples of character <laughs> animation this year. You yep. know, they're, they're really, I mean, and not, not, not biological character animation. We have Transformers and we have Real Steel, so we have animation. But as far as, like, going in on a close-up of a freaking chimpanzee's eyeball, right? you know, we don't have any uh, as far as count, uh, yeah, As far them. as Gollum or, or yeah. Dobby yeah. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, think it's a, I think it's a lock, if anything is. Uh, it would be the that'd be my lock. Transformers might be in or out, maybe, but I think Rise is, yeah, is the lock. That's gonna be a lock, especially with so many people talking about it. Yeah, gonna, yeah. it's pretty much kind of a, a given. Uh, next up is the complete wild card of the year, Tree of Life. I fucking I I didn't even click on the trailer. I've seen I, I I've seen all I had stuff. to do is click, and it would have come to me for free, and I've, I still didn't do it. I've seen stuff from the trailer and and little clips and stuff like that, and I'm like, okay, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. About there being visual effects because because it's like a you know a science channel well not science channel because they suck but like if if TV had a real channel it kind about of is science, it's like a high end Discovery Channel it would be a really high end yeah Discovery is channel is it in or, like or the whatever. Fountain Camp in terms of effects look uh, it it's it seemed from what I saw it seemed a little more. Uh, grounded, a little more realistic, as opposed to kind of uh, impressionistic, the way the fountain is. But but you guys were there, so yeah. you can say. But I would I would say there, that again, there's nothing about that that makes me go, oh shit, I've never seen that before. Yeah. You know, in in what they presented just in the trailer and advertising. Well, a lot of their discussion, a lot of the discussion in the original in the starting presentation was a lot of <coughs> based on science and using a lot of stuff from like Hubble telescope, 12K, you know, yeah. textures and things like that. So they really were trying to sell the this is not fanciful visual effects. This yeah. is we were recreating. As someone said nature. before the reels, like and now for a change of pace, yeah. because it literally was that um, very long, extremely long held shots with almost no audio. So we were that, that weird experience that you never have anymore being in a theater and having it be almost silent, where you're totally aware of like if you shift in your chair. It's very, it's very kind of interesting. But it, but it seems to me that's the kind of thing where you look at that and it's like yeah, but. I'm sure that was harder because of the high resolution and stuff, but it's like, I know that we can do that. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of thing that doesn't really surprise here's the, me. Here's the thing, actually. Uh, well, it's very interesting politically because uh, um, it's a tough one because it's like, you know, I, and I, I got a screener of that movie. I have currently seen about, <laughs> I think, about half. I've, uh-huh. I, I, I've made it through, like, the first 30 minutes, and I was like, okay, that's enough. And then I made another 30 minutes. And it is weirdly hypnotic, and it's interesting, and I'm not saying it's bad movie or shouldn't exist because, hey, movies should be all kinds of things and not formulaic. It's not my kind of movie. Um, I think the visual effects are beautiful uh, in the movie and both in the real and the movie I was watching. But, uh, but yeah, um, I think I'm just, I'm just like, bringing in the, the political aspect of it. Um, the nominees potential nominees for the Tree of Life are Dan Glass, Brad Friedman, Michael Fink, who is Michael Fink is a personal favorite of mine because he's the guy who got me into computer graphics in 1988 and a great guy, um, and Doug Trumbull. Uh, and I kind of, yeah, I kind of think, you know, Doug Trumbull, boom, you know, get him to the bake-off. Has he not been nominated before? Or? Well, not in a long time, no. I don't think. You know, it's like, where has he been? He's been in the woods of Massachusetts doing whatever he does. It's like, who's in the director's nominees this year? Did Spielberg make a movie? Yes. Him and then four other guys. Or, or Although, who, who's the who's the old guy who's going to be dead any day? Yeah, <laughs> who just Spiel- said, who happened to make a movie has, this year? Has Trumbull won? I don't know. Well, well, back in back in his big heyday, the visual effects nomination, visual effects Oscar didn't exist, so there was no Oscar to win for two thousand and one, unless it was awarded a special Oscar. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, at what point would you have won for Close Encounters? Would you have won Close for- Encounters? There was I'm no looking- visual effects Oscar yet. Um, um, might have got a special one. Okay, so like you say, the politics. Might yeah, the get politics. Of Doug Trumbull's never even won an Oscar, which Honors. I think is. He's been nominated for Academy Awards on five occasions, 
and has received an American. The and is like a yeah. nope. And uh, so no, never uh, won. Wow, well, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Win. Yeah. Uh, that mm. okay. Oh wow! And so, yeah. this is weird. Uh, Trumbull received the International Press Academy's Tesla Award in December 2011. Named for being a crazy honor, motherfucker. Named in honor of, <laughs> here's his quote. For doing na- magic. Named in honor, oh, you'll like this. Named in honor of Nikola Tesla, an inventor, scientist, and engineer who, Trumbull noted in a runway interview, died penniless after a lot of people <laughs> took credit for his shit. Yeah. <laughs> Trumbull's, been, Trumbull's been an outsider for a long time. So I, I think... Uh, you know, I think that that's. I think his name on the nomination uh, is is how it got that far. Tragically, he wasn't there. Oh. I think. I think it would have been. I think I would give Tree of Life almost a lock if he had. Been if he'd there. been there, yeah, I agree. If he'd been there, I don't think the room full of people could have. And maybe he'll still carry it through. Um, but it's going to be totally on the, the strength of Doug Trumbull's really to get a fucking Oscar nomination. Um, is the tone if there the, is enough of a groundswell to feel that way. Is the tone of the event such that, and then when Doug Trumbull walked out, we all just stood and applauded him for a second, or not? They wouldn't do that. They, they wouldn't go that far. Um, Where it's, you you know, could, it's like, I mean, there's Mr. Fucking Close I mean, four, and... four movies later, John Dykstra went up, and people were like, that's John fucking Dykstra represent, uh-huh. you know, but they don't applaud. They don't, like, do that. Um, there's a, there's big, a very respectful... If it was televised, <laughs> yeah. if it was televised... Televised, yeah, yes. yeah, we would yeah, absolutely... Yeah, sure. and, but, yeah. I can feel the kid three seats down, like one to leap to. His That's team why when, go, Martin, yeah! when Martin Scorsese comes out to it, like to read the nominees for some category on the Oscars, the whole room just kind of goes, "Oh, yeah." And I think the um, I I was really hoping he would be there. Uh, you know, I, I've met him once before. Uh, you know, he came uh, years ago when he was doing Back to the Future because we were doing the Hanna Barbera ride, and he came to see what we were doing so he could you know get get some ideas for Back to the Future. But the is 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 kind of a kind of a he was at the time, anyway, to me, my brief experience was he's kind of a stern, kind of a gruff little fella, but uh, that's, that's his business. Um, but he, uh, he wasn't there, and so I was really kind of hoping that, that he'd be there, um, because one of the things in the presentation, the five minutes beforehand, the guys talked about how sometimes some of these things, you know, these shots of nebulae and stuff are just uh, shots of interacting gases that is actually only no more than a few inches across, and I, and I thought, exactly how they did it in 2001, so I thought, okay, that Trumbull's going to get up there and go, yes, I used the same techniques that we did in 2001, which I also worked on. Remember that one, anybody? Blah, 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 blah. Boom, nomination. Um, he wasn't there. None of that happened. He didn't get the residual Trumbull love, that, if there was any. Um, and another thing, another thing that I think, I think might have made that, room, that particular room full of people go, oh, well, fuck you then, um, even though the guy pointed it out as negative, but he stressed the fact that when they started the movie, they had no script, they had no delivery date, they didn't know what shots they were going to do, and they, they got five years to do it. Oh. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. <laughs> yeah, uh... it's like, maybe not the best message to send. <laughs> When you're talking about an achievement, yeah, I mean, we the, just got to do whatever. The yeah, we just even. We smoked a lot of pot. You now, guys. now on the flip side, I will say it's, on on. It's a really. It's hey, a, another thing you hate more than anything in the world: a deadline. We never. We, had we that. didn't have one of those. Uh, now, my did, daddy paid for my life. He he did point out the the corollary pain of that is he as he put it uh, Terry as apparently if you know Terrence Malick you call him Terry. Uh, he said Terrence Malick you know you would deliver a defect shot and he would treat it as if it was as they said dailies. Because that's a lovely shot. I'm going to use about eight frames of that, I think. You know, so you would have delivered like a 900 frame shot of you know the Earth exploding or whatever it was, and he would like, yeah, I'm going to use about this much of it. That's Doug? frustrating. Yes. 
That's really fucking frustrating. Yeah, but that's how he was making the movie from day one, and that's the movie it is. So there you go. Tree of Life is completely a wild card. It's I, th- I think it's a love it or hate it. I think some people are going to go, Tree of Life, yes, absolutely, that we should be doing more movies like that, and that should be the future of cinema. And other people are going to go, yeah, no. It's do, do you think it has a chance of Shots of planets, like- you know. Do you think it has a shot of splitting a vote towards the bottom of the stack? Well, that's well, that's the thing with preferential balloting. If half people hate it and half people love it, it's still half. It's it's half, but it's going to be is it barely half to be in just right. the top half or the bottom half? I'm going to go ultimately. I'm going to go the lack of Douglas Trumbull, the fact that it really wasn't that impressive to sit and look at, um, and the you know <laughs> five years, you poor babies. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to say it doesn't make it, and if it if it does make it, it's because. The Academy, the, the visual effects people just want to seem more prestigious. You know, it's not because of what was on the screen, which is perfectly lovely, but you don't get into the bake-off anymore without doing lovely work. Like 10 years ago, there would be films in there just to fill out the balloting. You kind of go, wow, that's some really bad shit in that one. <laughs> but that, those days are really over. We put in Liar Liar because we replaced a cloud. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to say no nomination for Tree of Life, but I will absolutely disclaim it that, I could, that if anyone is going to shock me and, and be in the nominations, that is, it'll be Tree of Life. What's next? Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Ooh, I saw that one. Flat no. Yeah. <laughs> really? I, uh, having, that was also in 3D. He having seen yeah. just little clips from it, having seen the trailer personally, yeah. I mean, it's a smaller movie than the yeah. last ones were, so it's not like they can what? be like, they we had, did way more than before. There was, and I, I saw that movie. I actually then. watched that movie, and it's, oh my God, what a, that is. Brian, uh, did you see it? No, I didn't actually. What, I wanted what, to. I like that, that franchise, the horrible, but I haven't got What did they the hang their movie. head on in the reel? What was like? There was nothing to hang their head on. They was ship? well. They, 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 they didn't. Ships. They didn't hang their hat on the ship. They just said, "Well, so we had a full size ship, like always. We added the rigging and the mast. And uh, fun fact: the 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 fire that shoots out of the thing is mostly practical. It's not even a digital. Um, but um, the you know, they, really, all of the head was mermaids. You know, and they had yeah. lots of mermaids. Yeah, they, they were hyping up the mermaids and the integration effect in 3D because it was a 3D yeah. seamless integration. Hello, you followed you followed yeah. Transformers, so yeah. you don't yeah. get to play that card. You, you mentioned mermaids, and I remember there were mermaids in that movie. Yeah, that's like a that's like a it's hard to be powerfully forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> that is a powerfully forgettable <laughs> that's, movie. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, I watched it, couldn't tell you a thing about it. I saw the reel. I'm like, oh, that's right. That's the kind of shit that went it's, on. It's yeah. hard to really be noteworthy in your forgettableness. Yeah. I think the three things they mentioned were the integration of the mermaids. They recreated, or they did a lot of set extension on the bay. They were talking yeah. about how it was like a practical backstage set. Yeah, they all breakthroughs. The, like, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. And, and the ships were all like from the deck line up were all replacements with all the yeah. actors and the rigging and all of that kind of stuff. So mm. it's like, okay, but yeah. you, so, you did that already. In other words, so the same stuff you've been doing for four movies just without something awesome like Davy Jones. Yeah. I know, exactly. You, you yeah, got your Oscar yeah. for Davy Jones. Get off the stage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. How did you get... What, what? Pirates of the Caribbean? Seriously. Did they even make one of those this year? Yeah. What the fuck? Um, like I said, I just, I just, you know, it's not like the work is bad. The movie's bad. But the, <laughs> but the work isn't bad. The work is perfectly serviceable. But not Oscar. But well, yeah, you know, but this is not new. This is not, not your year. Yeah. You had your yeah. year. You blew <laughs> us out of the water, appropriately so, with fucking Davy Jones. And there you go. Would you say they they're in a, in a pack like this where there's just a bunch of movies? None of them were like Avatar. None of them had that sort of a thing going on. Is it just you're more likely if you were news when you came out when like holy shit this they did this that certainly helps yeah, yeah that's a helper absolutely. like Caesar in, in yeah. Rides of Planet of the Apes or something like that where it's like. Holy shit! Yeah. They did that, and then if the you're one, news, and, that's and the helpful. one that the one that really meets that criteria is Planet of the Apes. The one that anyone's like really buzzing about. Wow, my God! Did you see that? Is that awesome or not? You know, just the fact that it's being talked about is Planet of the Apes. Um, the others don't have like 
you know, any kind of single thing. Yeah, like that figures. Davy Jones, he rocked my world or anything like that. Or Avatar, my God, what an achievement. Yeah. Um, although, actually, um, so anyway, I'm just going to say, and it's weird because the guy, the guy that writes for Variety, he thought that Pirates of the Caribbean was uh, was in. So mm-hmm. we're definitely splitting on that. I just, I just did not feel it going in. I did not feel it coming out. I just don't think there was anything remarkable about what they did. It was perfectly serviceable Pirates of the Caribbean movie making. Um, actually, uh, if there's anything that people are talking about besides Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I would say it's our next contender, which is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh yeah, um, which is fucking astounding. Yeah, um, I, I say it's a lock. I say it's I say it's in. It's got to be in. Yeah, it, it, it ought to be in. It should be in. It deserves to be in, and it's great. Just the scale of everything, yeah. and, and they did an IMAX a lot of it. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and they had a really that one. I did see. They, I think they nailed the presentation on. On yeah, Impossible. they they did a very slick, like really hit all the right notes. They they emphasized time. <laughs> and the great anecdotes too. The anecdotes were phenomenal. Um, first of all, uh, weirdly enough, I just saw uh, Ghost Protocol in the theater myself, like mm. three days earlier. I actually said, "Well, I can go see a movie." Actually, I'm actually going to go out and see a movie. What do I want to see? And I, Dragon Tattoo, no. Um, you know, Ghost Protocol. I keep hearing it's so awesome. I'm going to go see Ghost Protocol, and I was blown away. Yeah. I was like, "My God, this movie's amazing!" And then to see it again in the visual effects reel, you know, I was just grateful it wasn't in 3D because oh. I probably would have barfed. It was, it's so <laughs> amazing. Um, but uh, but yeah, and John Knoll's been around this block before. Exactly. Too, so. so so it's it's just everyone was just firing on all cylinders. Um, that's actually at times in some of those shots, that's Tom Cruise. On the hundredth floor of the fucking Burj, yep. <laughs> he's actually up there, and the and the uh, the visual effects team is removing rigs. That's what they're doing for some of those shots. They're re- yeah. So no, now that, that would be my question. I guess my counterpoint is: I mean, Mission Impossible is fucking fantastic, and the work that I'm sure is there mm-hmm. must be amazing. But it is very invisible, and you've talked about before. And it, there isn't a giant sand monster or something. Yeah, well, well there's a sandstorm. Well, there's a sandstorm. <laughs> yeah, there's a sand <laughs> kind storm. of is. Uh, uh, nice there's no is. homunculus. Okay? No, there's not. But it, do you think that might hurt its the fact that those effects are so visible? Well, they pointed out that you know they've pointed out that there's rig removal that that you know because that takes it into the realm of the physical that we you know so it's not it's not digital you, know, you don't get points for the digital even though they a lot of times as I read an article just recently. There was so much rig to remove. There's so many cables and stuff, and it's all you know, the reflective glass. Sometimes they just put a digital building there yeah. instead. So, hmm. well, they um, can always. I mean, they can hang their hat on the destruction of the Kremlin. They, they've yeah. got they've got the whole sequence. Yeah, with they're, the, they're, the they're not lacking visual effects, but what what the what Tom Cruise himself actually on the the you know clinging to the side of the Burj that brings in the physical effects world. Right, like right. you actually put Tom Cruise on the side of the tallest building in the world. Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's impressive. You know that guy over there? He built an entire building and put it sideways. That's kind of cool too. But they're both cool. I think you both should get nominations. <laughs> On the mention of the destruction of the Kremlin, I was, oh, I was, I was impressed. like, I was massively underwhelmed by that. It's, yeah. it was, I was like, it was their like, best moment. You guys, you guys needed, a, you guys much. needed some, some more time on this. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of the. Well, the, the destruction itself. The was actual, nice. the dust was not. Great. Well, yeah, well, the problem. dust. Well, it's yeah, but the fucking half the shot. And it's entirely a digital shot. There's, it's, it's, that's a part of it. That's that's Tom, that's Tom Cruise on a on a cobblestone platform in front okay. of it was well, shot in Vancouver and then replaced but also yeah, but also a lot of the uh, the BMW concept car was a yes, digital car that was the weird thing yes they talk, that was one of the stories yeah. they said they got the BMW concept car it's in you know in uh, in in, in uh, what, what 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 country is this in uh, oh it was India they were in Mumbai oh it is Mumbai yeah. um, that's and it, they that's said and they said okay here's our concept car it's beautiful don't take it over forty miles an hour and of course it's you know it's a one of a kind it's not like it's an off the lot and they said they blew the transmission the first day of shooting so most of the rest of the shots of it doing anything are actually a car that they digitally replaced and put the concept car on top we blew of. the transmission <laughs> larry <laughs> yeah. larry do you have your camera yeah okay just go get a bunch of angles 
Yeah, we're gonna need some reference. So they had to tell the BMW people. It's like, and they're in the middle of you know Mumbai, which is a you know it's it's not uh, you know it's not stone knives and bearskins there, but they weren't able to fix a prototype, you know, for transmission for whatever reason. So it's going well. We can get in and out of it, but that's all this car is going to be doing for a while. So that's actually it's actually a, a, a tracked car with the concept car pasted on top and a lot of the chase scenes. Wow. Um, the other the other anecdote that I thought was so great it just cracked me up is when there one guy told a great story about how they were. Um, doing a location scout of the Burge and talking about doing it. And he, he referred to uh, a person he referred to as the Paramount Safety Officer, which, which I guess is the, the guy who's there to make sure you don't kill Tom Cruise. And, uh, and one God, of the, imagine having that job. And one, of the, and one of the effects guys recounted the conversation that he overheard where they were talking about, well, we can get a rig, and you know, once we get the rig built, we can put him pretty much anywhere. To which the, uh, the Paramount guy said, well, you're not going to put him up like really high, are you? And the, the answer was, well, anything above 70 feet, he's dead no matter what, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like 100, 100 stories is the same as 10. It doesn't matter. Yeah. At <laughs> that point, he's just if he falls, dead. he will die. Yeah. There's no story. difference between the 99th and 100 stories. And so then they told yet another, they told yet another one of those, like, Tom Cruise, you may be a crazy motherfucker in real life, but goddamn, you're also a badass. As they said, he would get out there, he's actually just roped off, running down the side of a building, climbing back up, running back down. He said he was always the one to go, let's go that again, let's do it again. This is the most awesome thing ever. <laughs> no, we got it, Tom. Let's go again. <laughs> I will never get to do this in yeah. my life ever again. You're paying me to do yeah. this. <laughs> On the subject of that in the chat, Dodson says, uh, just you know, for clarification, the difficulty and and fucking whack jobness of stunts is taken into account for the effects guys because that's 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 the practical side of the so, effects. So really, so, really, visual effects has because stunt guys don't get an award of their own. Right, so if right, they right. get recognized by anything, it's it has, how they get it has fit into this. Special effects folded into it, basically. Yes, physical. Okay. That's why, that's why they want physical effects. Guys will stress that they had physical uh, effects and not that it was all digital. the crazy shit you did in your movie. Yeah, award. It's like. You know, it's it's you score better points if you can go. No, that's really a car throwing off a building on fire. Then it go. Yeah, some guy. That's really a transformer turning into a robot throwing Shia LaBeouf through the air. Exactly. Well, you you can't get points for that, but you can get points for we we built a skyscraper that's the size of a football field and made it move. That's that's what will impress people. Um, Okay, so I'm now I'm I'm saying Ghost Protocol's a lock. I'm up to three. I'm gonna say it's in. I'm three. My pick so far, if you're keeping score, Transformers, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and uh, Mission Impossible. The and ones. Again, so far, I kind agree. Of, <laughs> kind, of, kind of speaking both for myself and for what I think will be right. the nominees. And we're going for five here. There are a total of five. There are four, <laughs> four movies left to go, two slots, and four movies. Next one, X-Men's First Class. John Dykstra is our effects supervisor, so you got some, you got some history on that name there. Um, solid work. Not feeling love. Yeah, solid. It, yeah. It, it like we like we talked about with like Hugo and other stuff. You look at it and you go, "That's that's great work, really solid." I can't think of anything in because having seen it, I can't think of anything mm. in there where I was like, "Ooh, that wasn't very good." But I can't. I also can't think of anything where I've I was never like, seen I've anything fucking, like that before. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's 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 in the Harry Potter position of, and we're getting to Harry Potter next, so I'll start to bring it up. I, I didn't even write any notes for X Men. It was like, no, nope, yep, sorry, not your year. <laughs> His presentation was very good, I thought. Yeah, well, he, he's, he's, he's probably he, done more he than anyone else. He highlighting the things that they did and, you know, yeah. the, the... The one thing is the mirror room. That's yes. incredibly he, impressive. He it's all digital, room. yeah. Uh, he talked about, you know, the, the cove at the end. He was like, yeah, we scouted it. It's, I forget where it was, some southern it was like Carolina. like Georgia or something Georgia, like that. Georgia, mm-hmm. you know. We scouted it, we show up the day, and of course, 
it hit negative three that night, so all the palm trees were yeah, dead. Yeah, they, they so brought in palm trees because the palm trees, the palm trees aren't native. The palm trees aren't native. They actually physically put palm trees on the beach. There was a freeze. All the palm trees died. They had to digitally replace all the palm trees. Wow. And then there's that golf course we didn't notice when we did the location scout. We had to put yeah. a mountain in place of there. And all the water is fake and all the yeah. shit. So, I mean, he definitely sold it very well. He sold it, but again, but it's like, yeah, so you made a movie like everyone else did. Right. You yeah. did what everyone does in every movie and when it goes And when it goes past this nomination phase... No, the voters are going to be like, "What? So what was what happened in yeah. that one? What, what yeah. was the big deal? It, it didn't. It didn't raise it. It just that didn't have level that level up that it needed." Um, which brings us to uh, Harry Potter. Which back back in the day when there were seven shortlist and three nominees, Harry Potter every year there was a Harry Potter movie every year it'd be in the Bake Off, and most of the time it wouldn't get a nomination. Yeah. It was always the one. It was always in that X Men First Class category of that's good, solid, wonderful work. But you know they made that other movie yeah. this Dobby, year. Dobby, Dobby, that's impressive. Yeah, Dobby, uh, Dobby was, and uh, Dobby might have been the one. When did Dobby first show up? Dobby was Chambers. Dobby, Dobby was directly Chamber of Secrets, right? Dobby was head on with Gollum because they yeah. came out 2003, the same year. I think. 2002, yeah. 2002. We were saying on another mm. culture that, that year there were three. It was Dobby. Yeah, was that's right. That's right. It was Dobby, Dobby, Gollum, and Yoda. Dobby Gollum, and Yoda were all yeah. in the same Bake Off. So that was they were in the Bake Off. And it's like, oh, Dobby, that's impressive. So they were in the Bake Off. Like I said, they're always in the Bake Off. I'm just asking, did they get a nomination? That year, because Dobby no, was quite so. good. Even that year, I don't think they made it. I think they, for whatever reason, they made it in, for 2004 Chamber of Secrets, is why, but that's not Dobby's debut. No, 2000, uh, Goblet of Fire was 2004. Goblet so. of Fire. No, Dobby's, Dobby was in Chamber of Secrets, wasn't he? No. Dobby, Dobby's Dobby, later. Dobby, Dobby was later. no Dobby. In, in I mean, he was in the book, but in the movies, oh, he okay. was in Chamber of Secrets, and then he vanished until Death of Hallows Part One. So, so that would have been the one. So that that's how they got the nomination. Chamber that year. of Secrets would have been you... the introduction of would have been, been Dobby, Dobby. Uh, and so well that would have been 2002 then. So yeah. I'm trying to been, Google yeah. this, and all I'm getting is a bunch of stories about the story from this year that you're. Yeah, about to tell. well, we're getting there. So yeah. So anyway, um, so X Men First Class is like I said, I just to explain my my phrasing is that that X Men First Class is in the Harry Potter position, by which I mean the position Harry Potter's been in for ten years, which is that's all good, solid work, that isn't. Impressive enough to beat the other three that we have. Last year, Harry got nominated, but that's really only because they expanded the field to five. It's not like Harry Potter movies got suddenly better, and it's not like they'd sucked before that. It's just like there's just more spaces now, so Harry was able to get in and get nominated, but didn't win. This year, for years and years and years, the conventional thinking, certainly mine, has been they're just waiting until they finish it, and then yeah. they're going to give them the, look, you right. did 10 years of almost exclusively wonderful work. Here you go. Here's your Oscar. Fine. Um, which is like how we like to think, but you know that can always happen where that year something more spectacular, like Rise of the Planet of the Apes, comes out, mm-hmm. and people just go. Because, again, it's not the final winner is chosen by the entire Academy, right. and they may not know or care about the entire history of, of Harry Potter and visual effects and everything yeah. else. They're probably aware enough, though, of the legacy of the Harry Potter films yeah. and how much of an effort. But this other thing happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what this story is, by the way. I, I vaguely really know excited. it, but I'm looking forward to it. There was <laughs> sex on stage. Yeah. Hooray! Was it with a duck? Um... Wow. Actually, there's one other thing I need to point out. Oh, T's <laughs> face just then. You know what? That was amazing. Actually, I, I, I knew I'd made a note of it here. I just didn't. I forgot to read it. I do have to skip back one. Just to point out one more thing. Something else happened at the Bake Off the that, I've, is that I've me. never, ever, ever <laughs> seen on Ghost Protocol. Mission Impossible Ghost okay. Protocol. Never, ever seen. I've been going to the Bake Off for 12 years. 
uh, first woman I've ever seen walk on that stage. Oh. They actually had a woman in their shortlist. Mother effing suffrage. <laughs> yes. yes. She gets so, paid three quarters of yeah, what guys get. But so, she doesn't get to vote for them, right? So <laughs> Lindy DeQuatro of Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Uh, you don't realize it, but you're a pioneer. Good work, Lindy. Um, anyway, I was like shocked. Like, this is a chick. <laughs> There's a chick up there. They actually put a chick in for nominations. Did you look around like, is anybody, anybody seeing see this? Chick? Is that a girl or is that just a really hot guy? <laughs> uh, is that Dave Foley in drag? I anyway, so at this point, so at this point, I'm thinking I've already seen it all for the night. <laughs> and then uh, Harry Potter goes up. Uh, Tim Burke, who I think has been the effects supervisor for several, uh, he's, he looked familiar, and and he's 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 a British guy. Uh, went up there and gave his very sort of prepared kind of not very personable it's just not his thing just that's the other thing that's wacky about the bake-off is not everyone's good at talking in front of an audience of a thousand people you know so he was a little shaky and kind of just get me through this let me just read my thing um and then here's our reel and the lights go down and the reel comes up and first we watched a, a very delightful scene of uh, harry talking to uh, uh the head goblin warwick All davis right. warwick davis and then we watched a lovely Good scene poke. of him talking to uh, john hurt when john hurt was lit and and then we watched a scene of um, them infiltrating Gringotts and, and looking at all the goblins and all the shots of the goblins and all the shots of the goblins and all the shots of the goblins and all and the shots of the goblins kind of looking at each other going and i'm thinking this is odd. i'm thinking the makeup bake off is in the same theater on saturday hmm. And this looks like somebody's makeup reel to me. That's, that's the <laughs> that's thought that I went to. It's like, they're really highlighting all the work yeah. they did on these really nice face yeah. prosthetics. Are they trying to sell us face replacement? Or, um, and then like two minutes in, suddenly you could hear like voices going, uh, can, we kill, can, can we kill the reel? Can we stop? Can we kill? Can you hear me in the booth? And it's really kind of a clusterfuck for a while. And then it finally went off. Um, and the head of the, uh, the, the chairman of the branch went up and he said, so... Um, <laughs> Apparently that's not the visual effects reel for Harry Potter. Um, we just give us a minute, and you know everyone's like running up and down the aisles, and he's good. Um, and he goes, um, eh, "Okay, I'm told that that's the only uh, reel they have." So, oh, um, and you could tell he was like, "Do we have a protocol for this?" And then he was like, "Well, so we're just going to move on to the next one." Um, and uh, and so please welcome uh, the producer of the real steel. But and it was like well, it was that quick. The, the best yeah. thing was he had made a point at the very beginning to say this is really cool. We've got like five different film formats. We've got yeah. 3D. We've got stereo D. We've got film. We've actually got one in film. We've got. And so he was you know at the very beginning before any of the reels he was saying let's have a hand for our projectionists who are shuffling all of these different projectors. Yeah. And he's like, okay, um, do we actually have the next one queued up but yeah, can we actually switch to that yeah he said because he was even he wasn't thinking it through he's like so i guess um we seem to have so can we just go to the next one it's like well maybe they can't go to the next one because they're counting on a three minute q a so we're, we're all queued up for the fucking stereo d one yeah but the other thing the other thing he said is he was he was off mic but he was near mic um he said uh, so so we don't have there's no other media that you have so no one representing the film came to the pre-screening to verify that their reel was here I see. You know, and that wasn't directly on mic, but I was like, ooh, dad's mad. <laughs> Dad, dad's putting the responsibility back on you guys. Uh, which, and, and again, I don't know if, I don't know if there is a actual rule. I mean, what, what is the fucking rule? I was thinking, what is the protocol for this? It's like, if, oh, well, you don't have a reel. Okay. I mean, it's like, I guess people could vote anyway if they wanted to, or is it like, you know, well, Harry Potter, 11 years of amazing work. Bummer, huh? Rip. <laughs> 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 
um, I don't know if they actually have a, a, a format for that. But because you could tell people like, what do we do? What, what happens now? Um, like the DVD didn't have makeup reel on it in Sharpie or anything. It's it's the fucking digital age. It's a it's a fucking hard drive. Oh, it's got a shit. file on it. What are you supposed to do? You can't hold it up to the light and go, that ain't our reel. Yeah, apparently it had. It, they well, they were skipping ahead in the story. They did go ahead and do the entire real steel presentation, and then come back, um, and then they, they put it at the very end, right? Yeah. Then they they did they, the following films were Real Steel and Captain America, and then at the end they said, "Well, we have found the real," <laughs> and they did kind of grudgingly go, "So we will now do the presentation," but you know. Remember we were talking about Harry Potter earlier? I, yeah, I remember I, the, the guy did a whole thing about. It. I don't know if you remember, but it was it's a movie that's. Anyway, here Any, it is. Yeah, so so and what's really really extra sad about that is um the potential nominees are Tim Burke, David Vickery, Greg Butler and John Richardson. John Richardson again, the physical effects guy. Uh Greg Butler was uh, a lowly member of the TD department on Starship Troopers. He was a great guy I worked with back there and it was like, "Oh my god, I've actually, you know, mm. a guy that I worked with who was just a kid in the TD department, now he's look at that, he's a potential nominee." So I'm going up on stage. Uh, went up to him afterwards. I was like, "Dude, that's so awesome! I'm so you know, I'm so proud for you." And you know, of course, but they were all like, "I don't know, are we even in anymore? <laughs> Did we get shafted? What does this even mean?" Now, what was the response around you when the Harry Potter thing was going down? Mass confusion. Yeah, it was like it literally was like this. Like I said, I've been going for 12 years. No one's ever not brought their reel before. Um, and what do you even do? You know? Was it like kind of polite, worried laughter, or was it like ah, fuck those guys? Or was it no, just like, it was it was what it was, the fuck is going all, on? Of all movies, you know, like surely Harry this Potter. This is the big Harry Potter He's, year. Of the, 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 by the same token, it's like of all movies that probably if it was in didn't even have to show it real anyway. Uh, <laughs> it was like yeah, fine, Harry Potter, right? Did we even see a real? We didn't even watch a real for them, did we? Well, fuck it, they they deserve it. <laughs> that's exciting okay anyway, so, so that, then so then you're exactly like this right now where you're like you want to talk about harry potter yeah. and they're like uh, real steel yeah exactly the two guys go right up the guy the guy who thought he had 15 minutes you know nope do your real steel thing go ahead uh hi guys um so harry potter is like and and people have made more hay of it the guy who writes for variety has really kind of said hey, maybe that's gonna kill it which i i find hard to believe myself i i, I think th- you know, I think it's it's an honest mistake. There was that little slap on the wrist, like, "So you didn't come into the earlier, uh, you know, verification session to verify your real a," eh? um, and that was said kind of conspicuously, not entirely off mic. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't feel like it. I feel it was a snafu. But it was, you know, they found the real. If they hadn't found the real, God only knows. But they found the real. They showed it. It's Harry Potter. They've been doing it for ten years. I, I still think they've I think a shot. There were two bits in their presentation that really stood out to me. One was they. Along the lines of the uh, the side of the building, and we shot practically on the Burj. It was the dragon. They made a big point of dragon, saying, and the dragon was very. The dragon solid. was, you Great know, stuff. we did this dragon, and then we did this whole. They actually said they had they took the model and CNC'd the actual back of the dragon, so they had a practical thing that was exact, and, and then, then they, they motion it. controlled the animation yeah. back. You know, so they're saying no, we we did this. This wasn't just a replacement thing. Right. Yeah. And they, well, the they big, had to go, and then no, there's physical stuff too. Yeah. It's real. And then real the stuff. big, the really big thing they're um, holding their hat on, I think, was, well, they decided in all the years previously, it was a lot, the Hogwarts was some on set, some practical, some location shoots, and well, for the big confrontation, we couldn't really do that. So we went, and I think they said over three years they took to model and recreate. Pretty yeah, much they over the course of the of movies, Hog- they've yeah. been gradually turning Hogwarts from a model all to purely, of purely virtual, and like a ten-mile uh, area around in just full, full three D, so they could, yeah. you know, position. Which again, I think it. is like it was cooler when it was a model. Yeah, that's a lot. As of far as, as far as getting an effects Oscar, <laughs> they like hearing it was a model more than they like going, oh, another fucking digital thing. That's great. We're impressed by your layout. 
and how many polys that was. Yeah. But, you know. Eh? So it's, you know, I... It's beautiful work too. It's really beautiful work. I have to, I, you know, it's so it's tough. It's like, it's it's the the question is, would I vote for it or do I think it will get voted for? Yeah. And I, I have to say, just if I could divorce my mind from the politics of it, I would not vote for it. Not even it's the last one, and they've been working so hard. It's like just at face value, it's like it's right on the bubble. It's it's just I'll, I'll say it's a tie. There's, it's tied with another movie for me, which is the movie that's coming up next. And because they're, they're very different movies, um, so give me. Let's do the two or two other movies, and I'll I'll make my final call. I'll 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 allow you to pin me to the wall. But the next one is Real Steel, which Yay! was which was the shocker to me because you know didn't really care about seeing Real Steel. Saw the real. I was amazed. See it. See it. I was freaking blown awesome. away. I was like, it's like Transformers, the indie version of Transformers. It's got four robots instead of four thousand. They don't destroy any Keep entire buildings. Yeah. It's but it was like. It's beautiful looking. The robots are completely and utterly photoreal. Yep. You buy them on every single frame. Um, the uh, the animation is nice and 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 it's and it's partly Did practical. Did you see you Real Steel, Mike? I have not seen Real Steel. I haven't Steel. either. It's ah, par- it's so. it's part. I was I was so amazed. I was like, that looks amazing. And it's <laughs> and it's like it's the other thing that the visual effects branch likes to talk about by saying. It's not about quality; it's quality. And this, these, these robots in real steel and the effects they did were totally supportive of a very small and personal story yes. about a boy, got a guy and his kid, you know. And the robots were part of that story and integrated into the story. And and you can almost psych everyone out and say, one of the shots in this reel is a real robot. Pick it. Doesn't have to have any well, real robots. Actually, a lot of the robots, the, the Rosen Grant, which is who's now you know from Legacy, formerly Stan Winston. Um, they did. Re- there are real robots in there. Really, there's integration. There are practical robot effects going. Good on. for them because I was watching and I couldn't. I yeah, you can't tell. tell. You can't freaking tell. I tr- I tried. I was like specifically divorcing myself from enjoying the movie, which I was enjoying, and it's like, okay, there's gonna be real ones and fake ones. Yeah. Yeah, John Rosengrant was. With, I do this for a living. John, John Rosengrant was with Stan all the way back twenty years ago, uh, and now he, he runs what is now Legacy. But you the don't only think... hint is that they couldn't get a robot to do that, right? Yeah. But you you don't think part of it? Uh, well, well, I I mean, obviously the the nom- nomination voters are are more sophisticated, but you don't think part of it might be well Transformers, <laughs> like we've seen photo real robots. What else you got? I, I, well, that's the. I think the issue is because. Real Steel and, and Tree of Life, but Tree of Life is kind of a different animal. Real Steel is the only one that isn't the big, loud, in-your-face blockbuster. It's literally visual effects that are just not, that the are story. quantity not quality that are quality uh. not quantity. It's like you know that's you know th- those this movie couldn't the, the movie couldn't have been done without those visual effects, mm. and the visual effects you know supported the movie and made the movie possible. I, I think they. Of course, highlighted the robots because, of course, you highlight the robots. But and the, their set extensions I, I and think everything else. Yeah. They focused. Um, they mentioned a lot of the big culminating fights. It's like, yeah, we had the ring and like the first row seats, and everything else was completely real. And then the big thing they kept going back to was we shot it with the special camera technique, so they could actually see you know something in camera, so that they were you know so they were hyping their. Yeah. We did cool technology yeah. so that they could we, film it, so it felt like real boxing. You can score you know? points for it, a non-on-screen breakthrough if you can get it clear enough what you did. You know, if you can, if you can say, well, we use the system that does this other thing. Blah, blah, blah. Um, they also pointed out um, just a weird little side note: the guy mentioned that there was no second unit. <laughs> so all these shots of robots doing things and plates and everything else. Apparently, there was no second unit. It was all first unit. Real Steel was my. 
it's weird because I was in a relationship at the time. I have friends, and I, I was interested in a lot of movies. Real Steel was the best emotional payoff of 2011 for me. Mm-hmm. That's a weird statement. But I was watching the trailers, and I'm like, it's a trailer, so you can't tell. You can't pick. You can't judge the book by its trailer. But I'm like, they would not have that shot of that line if there wasn't a story about yeah, that. This wasn't like Rocky with so some I'm, robots. So there. everyone's like looking at the trailer and like, fucking rock and sock robot movie. Oh, fucking yeah. And I'm like, guys, it looks an awful lot like they're making a movie out of this. I don't know why. I'm just saying it looks like they're doing that. <laughs> and then I saw it and I was like, yep. And my, when I walked out of it and I thought about it for a little while, I'm like, I think Real Steel more effectively resembled what Super 8 was trying to resemble yeah. than Super 8 did. Yeah. It, it was much more of like an early 80s, the robots are your friends, the aliens are your friends, and we're going to we're gonna overcome it. It's like a mix of Rocky and E.T. It's just, it Karate was, Kid with robots. It is yeah. certainly not the best movie of the year, not the best movie of all time, but it was like just fucking, they really did it. They really told a story about the up-and-coming boxing robot trying to overcome odds. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Yeah, fuck yeah, man. You could make a movie out of anything. And there's no bad ideas. I have to say, I was just, I was, it's, it's a weird thing after having seen, you know, Colossus, the most amazing ILM object ever built, eat a skyscraper and tip it over and Shia, Shia LaBeouf <laughs> goes sliding down um, and thinking, yeah, that's awesome. That's fantastic. And feeling just as awed by what I saw from Real Steel. Just by just watching, you know, uh, you know what's the what's the actor's the, name? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Just watching, yeah, watching Hugh Jackman just working out with the robot. It's just they're standing on a fucking green lawn. That's the exact and shot they're I was punching, of too. And it's just like there's there's a long that, ass that shot blows me away. There's a long ass dolly shot. It's like it's doing like maybe four or five <laughs> degrees of a radius around these two actors, sixty feet away. Just like maybe fifteen twenty seconds of just this this dolly move. And it's Hugh Jackman shadow boxing on the you know punch 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 punch, punch like Eddie Doty just shadow boxing on the thing next to a mirror image of himself in a 15 foot robot doing the exact same thing and you can just stare at that thing you can look at that thing and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that shot it's like fucking wow so it's it's good job real steel it's just weird i i like i said i I, ultimately i guess i can go ahead and make the call i would i would i would want to vote for real steel and i think i would want to vote for it over harry potter I don't know if I would be correct in doing so, and I'm not actually a voter, so it doesn't matter. I think the actual vote will go the other way. Um, I think Real Steel will not get in, and Harry Potter will. But if it were me, that's I would flip. I I, I would say I, my my feeling is it probably won't get in because it's like, well, we can't have two digital robot robot movies, and we're going to get well. It now that there's five slots, that I don't think that thinking matters quite as mm. much. You used to kind of see like we need an animation, we need a big atmosphere. So it's like, well, we did Twister already, so we can't vote in that other one with this with the storm. So we have to do well, who, who did animation? Mighty Joe Young, Mighty Joe Young, fine. Um, you know, the year the year that uh, you know uh, Perfect Storm was was a lock. It's like, well, anyone else who did water this year, fuck you, because we yeah. got our water nomination, and we only have two other slots. So. I think that's, but it's it's true. It's like it's like, the, and, the, and it's a valid argument that real steel is just transformers with less. Mm-hmm. And yet, I don't know. Just uh, the the experience of looking at that reel, I was Sometimes like, I, less is more. Yeah, I uh, I would I would I just was. What if that's th- the upset? Transformers doesn't get in, and real steel does, does, which that that could happen too. Anyway, we're only down to one, which I would not have said going in was a contender, and coming out, I think is, uh, and I'm not the only one. Um, the Variety guy says it too. Uh, Captain America First Avenger, um, I think, is in, and so does Mr. Variety. I worked on it, and I didn't even think it was going to make it. I thought, well, okay, sure. Did you work on the stuff that – because Captain America meets the criteria of, really? You did what? No, I was not on. You were not on that because fa- that I sounds think- like that sounds like a flat out lie to me. Yeah. That's what's that's <laughs> amazing. It's like they claim to have done it a certain way. I'll it's like on. that can't be how they did it. 
what are we talking about? I don't, have I you seen it. Captain America: no, First Avenger? We're talking about Skinny Steve. We're talking about Skinny Steve, yeah. as he's called. Um, they Was he like all digital or something? He's not all. Digi- he's not digital at all in the sense of he's not modeled. Um, Skinny uh, Chris Evans, who's a big muscular buff guy, um, in the first half of the movie, he's the little wimpy version of himself. Right, I, I remember Skinny seeing that in the Steve, and he, you know, by, by process of you know the the magical device, the Captain America, he becomes game. Captain America. So he he's himself for the rest of the movie. But the first half of the movie, he's shorter and scrawny, and people think. People assume it's, you know, as I did, that it's Benjamin Button, head replacement, body switching, you know, all that which kind of stuff. Which there's a little of that. Which there's but, a very little yeah. bit of, but they came up on stage and they blew me away by saying, no, it's those just, they were regular plates and those that's a 2D trick. We actually 2D shrunk him down. They we, said, yeah, Lola effects, blind warped Steve. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what they so said. It's so like, almost entirely compositing. Kidding. Well, what really blew me away was they also yeah. said, uh, they also said, yeah, um, Joe Johnson, we went yeah, to the oh, very first beginning of the movie. Yeah. He said, yeah, I don't like previs. There's going to be no previs on this movie. I want to capture everything in the moment on the day of shooting, just whatever's happening. Yeah. So This no coming previs. from the guy who started a career by being the, the previs guy at ILM. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so screw that previs shit. A, no previs, yeah. and no motion control, yeah. so all of your clean plates... Are, are not handheld and right. stitched together later, and, and so you're doing that much. I mean, it's essentially the st- the 3D conversion. Right. You're you're replacing the background, and you don't have a perfect clean plate. I'm going, oh my god! Yeah. I went to work the next day, and my bosses, who we worked on a sequence over, were like, "We need to see those before and afters. We want to see that I breakdown." Totally wanna, I totally want to see. I was actually looking at his edges during that reel to try and try and find the background replacement. They, but that's what they say. He's. I mean, and you look at the two versions of him. I mean, Chris Evans in real life, and they remarked on, like, my God, he's like, he's practically Schwarzenegger buff. Um, and he's like, he looks like a 12 year old kid. For those playing the and home game, we're talking about not doing a replacement. We're talking about literally photoshopping him skinny. Yeah, frame by Just frame. Every frame. Force basically yeah. rotoscoping him yeah. that onto is, the other, right? Is that the. That that is no, literally taking the image of him being this big and, and just making liquefied just, it. Just, Bit by bit, oh. just forcing it, just morphing it, basically. And, and yeah. It's like if I took the drag tool, the liquefy yeah. tool in Photoshop, and just kind of pinched your arms in. That's what they did for the whole yeah. movie. So that's still Chris Evans when he's scrawny. That's still that's Chris him. Evans' body. That's, that's body. a shot of him doing exactly what he did, and they've taken him frame by frame, yeah. and like they, they squeezed him into this. Yeah. 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 The only thing they would do, they would adjust the eye line, so it'd be appropriate. Yeah. Okay. And they. They painted out like they would paint out shadows, so the yeah, because he, had, he has giant heavy. pecs. Yeah. He has these huge pecs, and they made them just totally flat chested. They, they, they like, painted out the the shadow of his cleavage. Yeah, exactly. They, they didn't paint in muscles on him. The muscles what he has are his actual muscles. They had to remove right. them, unlike other movies. <laughs> well, okay, where does that put that in your uh, in your A maybe's? total fucking lock. <laughs> I was like, holy fucking shit. I thought it was going to be like another X-Men. Like, yeah, okay, you know, you did some stuff, and you had a flying wing, and you had Nazis, and you had a guy with a red head. But that was it. You know, the rest of the effects are beautiful, but everyone's effects are beautiful. Um, it's just that that I was just like, oh, goddamn. But do you think that'll – well, I guess it doesn't I think so. The nomination the, is all that The guy from Variety, yeah. too, says it's a lock. He claimed he puts it in the lock category. I wasn't even that certain, but I, I think with, with him saying that and – yeah, I think it kind of is. Because it really was, you know, a room full of VEX people, at least me, and I know some other people, went, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't happen very often. So, so this is a great example of yeah. it's a lock for a nomination, but one that yeah, but the, no the one rest will of the get, Academy will never understand No one will the get, why, you know, yeah. well, yeah, it was I, nice. I, the, weird, the weird thing is, it's weird that the rule is you can't show before and afters, because when it's up for nomination, they totally show before and afters of, of stuff sometimes. When they're, when That's they're like, to, to the audience, yeah. so the audience understands. In, like, yeah. in the montage yeah. on the show. 
and then this yeah. and this and this and yeah. before and the after and the this and well, the music is playing. Yeah, they, well, they'll just say, you know, Captain America and, and they'll read off the names and they'll show. So we'll finally see it then. Yeah, they'll show, they'll we'll show him performing like a, they'll show yeah. him performing as and himself. And amazing technology. They yeah. took the actual shot of muscular Chris Evans and made him little tiny Chris Evans. Skinny Steve, as they call it. So anyway, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it too. So anyway, so that's our list. So, um, but then you had the Harry Potter. Re- well, recap with me. Uh, okay. My picks were Transformers: Dark of the Moon, <laughs> mm-hmm. Rise One. of the Planet of the Apes, Two. Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, Three. Captain America: First Avenger, mm-hmm. Four, and then for fifth place, a toss. I would have gone yeah. with Real Steel. I think it will be Harry Potter. Um, Those two are the unless you think right now, unless yeah. you think Tree of Life is going to be a spoiler in there. So I'm going to say I would have gone with. I'm I'm gonna I, say Harry Potter. I would, I would say Harry Potter. Yeah. I, I, I really wish yeah. I really wish I could get real steel in there somehow. I think it deserves it. Um it's I think it's gonna be Harry Potter. I don't think the snafu is going to ultimately do yeah. any damage to them. Um so that's that's my list and you hearing it here, you've been for an hour you've been going, Oh, you're so wrong. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna and we kind of all agreed that we say as a group, so say so say so say you all, Transformers, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Harry Potter, Captain America. Yep, sounds Your good. Your Oscar nominees sure. for that sounds, that sounds right to me. Yeah. And okay. I agree with you about maybe, because was there anything, what was the outstanding shit in Harry Potter? It was the CG replacement for the world. There was... It's so, all about, some of your usual the, battle of Hogwarts. It's the epicness of it. It was, it was and that's stuff. the tricky part. It's like it's everything they have. It's stuff they've done already. It's just more of it. There's so much of it, and yeah. and again, it, it's, it's the Lord of the Rings. They're thing. getting yeah. they're getting their Oscar for eleven years. And there's no this. doubt that it's beautiful. It's beautiful, very stylish, really <sighs> elegant looking work. Um, you know, deserving of an Oscar any given year, depending on who else is up for an Oscar <laughs> that year. Just like it always has been. In the chat, they're asking uh, why. Philosophically, not for the obvious reason, but why not? Why why is this geared towards Transformers and not mean? Real Steel? Why why is Transformers going to get it if well even because it, well, it's a combination it, of is the it just, is it just variety? Even, even effects artists shock and awe. You know, yeah, even effects artists can be swayed by holy it's the, big, it's the biggest op- scale, object yeah. that that ILM's ever made. I I mean, there's there's a a bit of snark that I've seen on Twitter a, a couple years running where a lot of uh, a lot of voters, even in the nominations, seem to confuse best for more or yeah, most. most. They yeah. they confuse best for most. I, ever what since wins best that, editing? Most editing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when you see lots of cuts. What wins best acting? When you can really see them acting really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I I use that. I think that applies across the board. Well. Yeah. Uh, Saving Private Ryan was really loud, so I guess I'll give it the sound award. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, there was lots of sound in that. Um, it's. I don't think that. We, I don't think it can help be prejudiced about, at some level, respecting the quality. It's. I mean, to to have quality work that has amazing quantity to it is something to 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 pay attention to. Um, it's gotten to the point where it's not shocking that that comes out of ILM on a Transformers movie when you know that their budget and schedule, even though everyone always wishes they had more budget and more schedule because it's always <clears throat> that much more than you have time and money to actually do, they're being, you're being asked to do. Who did Real Steel? Uh, Real Steel. D.D. Seth the okay. Yeah. Who are the names? Uh, Eric Nash, John Rosengrant, who's the mm-hmm. legacy guy, yep. Dan Taylor, and <laughs> Sven Gilberg. I don't know those names. Yeah, names I don't recognize. I don't know where they're from. But... Um, but it's like I said. They often do say though that you know we we should try and not always err on the side of oh that's the biggest thing that's the biggest largest five that's the most effect shots and everything else and that's why I say real steel I think is an absolute pardon the expression contender <laughs> because you know it's like it's it's the tiniest of all the movies it's the little engine that could and yet and yet it's like god damn it I think if if 
in a fair world, this is the kind of thing that would be getting nominations for visual effects. You know, as opposed to yeah, Eric Nash is a DD guy, so most, yeah. I'm assuming a lot of that was a DD show. Yep. There you go, digital domain. All right, so you already know. You listening to this, not live, but listening to us on tape. You so know, we'll, you know so how we'll wrong see. we just were, or how right we just were, or how off the mark we were. Uh, like I said, I like sometimes uh, Nate Silver, the guy who who predicts uh, you know elections and almost always gets it, but sometimes I go this one. I I just don't know. For me, uh, it's Tree of Life. Tree of Life could everyone could go Tree of Life automatically in, and that you know shakes up the whole Apple Card or everyone or could not. go eh. Yeah, interesting. But I'm gonna say it's out. Do we have? Uh, we can either kill it now. Uh, or we're 15 minutes away from a, a stopping point if we want to do our 30 minute chunk thing. We're an hour and 15 in. No, I think we're. Oh my God, we could we could kill it. I think I thought we went longer. So yeah, I'm I relieved. felt like it was longer than that's mostly me talking. Unless yeah. there's some other part of this well, I have, conversation. I just to, have a question to, about that's valid the, to talk about about the history we of don't the have Bake always Off. dealing round numbers. What in in your experience? What was the biggest upset in terms of biggest upset? Could was, not uh, be could not be more positive easily in. easily. Uh, no question about it for me is that. Uh, um, Revenge of the Sith was not nominated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did any of the prequels get nominated for visual All effects? All of them did, except, except for that, that one. one. Wow. And that one was only nominated, as I recall, for makeup effects. Yeah. Really? Because Palpatine looked like a butt. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. That was like the, the one where I was like, why <laughs> would you know. nominate that for makeup? But I was like, I mean, regardless of what. It didn't even get sound because it always, Star Wars always gets sound I don't design. think so. I think it only yeah. got that one. Regardless uh, of, of what you think. I could of, be wrong. But. What any of us think about Phantom Menace or, you know, or, or you know, the prequels in general or, or Revenge of the Sith in particular, it's like. I'm sitting there in the Bake Off. It's like, it's the last goddamn Star Wars movie. Right, yeah. 90% of the people in this room are I'm in this industry because of, of Star Wars. Yeah. How can they not? How can they possibly not nominate the last Maybe Star that Wars was it. movie? Maybe it was just, fuck you, George. Well, no. Yes. no. 50% of the people in that room flew down from ILM. Because, <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, in that case, yeah. Because, because how do you, as I said, how do you get into the Academy? You get nominated for an Academy Award, or you have three peers who will nominate you for, to be in the Academy. Most of the visual effects branches from ILM, because who else wins those awards? Right. You know, they've got the early lead on getting people into the academy, and they, they continue to have a lot of people in the academy. So it's like, and, and, you know, an ILM film, that, ILM's biggest problem in the Bake Off is splitting its own vote. If it's got three different movies, maybe that's what happened to Revenge of the Sith, to Return, yeah, Revenge of the Sith, but that's, I, to this day, I just can't, like, what? How did Revenge of the Sith not get a visual effects nomination? And the opposite of that, thinking in terms of the sure things, that there was, there was never any scrap of doubt. The only two that come to mind for me, and reading from what I've heard from the, the stories you've told and what I know about movies for the last 12 years, the only sure things that I can think of are James Cameron movies. Yep. Titanic, yep. Well, Avatar, yep. Phil Tippett's rule, and it's, it's less true than it was for the first two decades of the Academy Awards, is, is when it comes to the final winner, because the final winner is voted on by the entire Academy and they don't necessarily have the expertise to weigh this visual effect versus that visual effect any more than a person who is fielded isn't can really tell well who really deserve best sound design you know who, who can even make a vote of that except other sound designers um, Phil says the one that makes the most money will win visual effects because people that's the movie they saw they figure well they must have been good um, and that's always been true except for in like very few cases. And if it wasn't the if it wasn't the, the number 1 box office movie of the year it was the number 2 or the number 3. The the most rule breaking of that is uh, what dreams may come. Was you know blew that blew that rule out. Did it win the award? Yes. Good. Shock, shockingly. I mean, what dreams may come was fucking stunning. Yeah. And 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 that was one of the, it was so stunning even though people don't love the movie so much, but it was so stunning in terms of it was a whole new thing of visual effects. People weren't doing things like that with visual effects. Um it was like wow, that's really new and different. Um 
even to the point where even the academy at large they voted, saw the clip voted, and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah that's Ewing. so much better than more more spaceships exploding. In the in the chat, Ewing mm-hmm. is curious, and I am too. So, do you have this is years ago, but do you know why Sin City wasn't up for best visual effects? Do you know what would have disqualified something like Sin City just offhand? Outsider issues. Just like we don't we don't know we don't care. Well, again, nowadays it's not like there weren't. There were more than 10 visual effects movies made <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. They get selected by people who select them. They don't get in because they didn't select them. So the better question is what else was up that year? Yeah. Basically. Cool. Well, that was an hour and 20 minutes of visual effects, a bake-off recap 2012. Uh, I only thought we were going to go over two, so. Yeah, really. <laughs> cool, yeah. We anyway, have in the past. So my name, for what it's been worth, is T. Christie and... Brian Vinter, Mike Scott, still here. Trey Stokes and Trey Stokes with the with the recap. Twelve, Seth, year, 12 years at the Bake Off and running. Seth Next Brower. year we should all try and get there so we all have stories <laughs> and us doing our thing. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Good day. Good day.